Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to Conversation Time. I hope you're all doing really, really well and enjoying the day so far. Today, I am joined on this episode by Charlotte Ruff, who is someone that I actually met on Instagram. And although we've got a lot of mutual friends, I don't think we ever actually met face to face. And it's one of the reasons why I'll always keep social media in some form in my life, because I do feel like it has this amazing ability to connect you with people that you probably otherwise never would have met. So I am very grateful for social media in that way. And so Charlotte is someone that is in the Disney community and she's someone that I feel we share quite a few of the same views on life. And yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation with her. It was really nice to sort of have a little bit of a deep dive into growing older and getting into your 30s and career, money, all of that good stuff. So I hope that you will enjoy this podcast today. If you'd like to follow Charlotte on social media, you can find her on Instagram. Charlotte L. Ruff, that's Ruff as in R-U-F-F, and you can find her on YouTube, Charlotte Ruff. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Can you hear me? Is my audio okay? Because I've got yeah. my dug out the old uh, <laughs> microphone. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. I've been listening to them and I listened to the one the one you did on your own today, actually. Yeah. Or yesterday's one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all the way through it so really? no, them. I feel like we're all kind of having these same thoughts but no one I guess some sometimes we're too scared to talk about those feelings that we have like what we were saying the other day you were talking about your 30s and how it was like always ingrained into you that when you turn 30 it's like the end of your life and like everything's over and everyone feels like that don't they yeah because I think we're our 20s aren't we it's literally like be into you like oh my god 30 is so old like your life's basically over at 30 you need to be doing this this and this by 30 and actually it's just not the case like there's no dramatic like you know pause at 30 if anything I think your 30s or from what I've experienced so far is better than my 20s like you couldn't (laughs) pay me to be 21 again if I'm honest like you absolutely couldn't I just look back and I'm like oh my god like I made some horrible horrible decisions when I was like 21 and it's because I didn't have the wealth of experience of my 20s to fall yeah. back on to make the decision. So if anything, by 30, I feel like you're more kind of geared up for the world around you for sure. Mm. It's weird because I think I was talking about this with someone on one of my older podcasts, how back in the day, 30 was like the age where it's like, well, you're not going to have a family now. You're not going to be doing anything now because you died sooner like the average age back then I guess was like you'd live to about 60 and so it was like oh 10 30 over whereas the more the world's progressed and you know people are changing how they eat how they live and it's meaning that we're living a little bit longer and so the average age now that people kind of live to I feel is upwards of like 90 plus so 30 now is such a normal age to start having children start having that family you know buying your first house sinking into like a whole new business or like a whole new career or really setting in in that career now and I think 
it's just so weird that it still hangs on there where people are like yeah when you turn 30 it's all downhill but it is so true it makes no sense to me (laughs) no I know and it's just I have never felt more sure of myself since turning 30 if anything since turning 30 it wasn't a oh god I now need to get on and do all this stuff that society expects me to do it was more of a okay you've got this like actually people might start taking you a bit more seriously now because of the in front of your age than a two you can do this and I just found it such a it was such a confidence boost for for work especially that I just haven't really had any I haven't seen any negatives of turning 30 apart from one one time where I had a bit of a meltdown but I think it was more about covid and lockdown and being 30 and it was I watched that episode of friends you know when Rachel turned 30 and then she's working like backwards like how what how old she needs to be if she wants to do all this stuff and I started doing the same thing and I was like oh my god and I got myself into such a state about it and I was like, I'm just, I've lost a whole year of my life with COVID. Like, this is such a transitional, important time because I'm going to have kids. I probably need to do it soon. If I'm going to, you know, move jobs, I probably need to do it sooner rather than later. If I want to earn more money, if I want to do this. And I just got myself into such a state about it. And then the next day I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was that? Like, yeah. where did that come from? Because I've never never been someone who has felt like they need to hit society's target so to speak I think mainly because I think my parents were in their 30s when they had me Mm. so I've never gone oh you know my mom was this age with a two-year-old or a three-year-old I'm obviously getting to that point now where I think my mom had me at 30 and so she would now have had a one-year-old because I just turned 31 I've I've never really felt that but every so often I think I kind of let the pressure get to me a little bit because everyone's human right and mm. no one can kind of maintain against societal pressure forever but yeah it was just it was just really weird it freaked me out that I'd got so freaked out because ultimately there's not really much to be freaked out about no so, you know I didn't start the job I'm in now until I was 20 was I 29 I think I was 29 and up until that point I didn't know what I was working towards like mm. I I read an article statue on Refinery29 where they're talking about dream jobs and does the dream job still exist and ultimately I, I don't think it it does like it does like, definitely it's good to have a goal in your career but is the dream ever to work <laughs> like yeah. dream ever to like there's that tiktok isn't there as well where he's like i don't do i'm not dressing up for labor do labor and, and you're like oh my god some, it's never spoken to me so deeply like, yeah. you, know, you can have a job that you love and there's that saying that you know you'll find a job you love you'll never work a day in your life but ultimately is is the job is is a dream job a thing is the dream not to just live a really like happy and fulfilled life instead? yeah I feel like that's more of a thing more like more so now especially after lockdown I think so many people have changed their priorities I know especially me I've got to that point in my life now where I'm looking at what I want to do as a career and I think I've had such a roadblock on that for so long and kind of being like where am I meant to be going what do I want to do what is it that I'm going to enjoy that much that I will want to do forever and not feel like like it's a stress waking up in the morning being like oh work again and it's making me really want like a simple minimal life where it's like my own priority is just to be happy just to have the things that I actually need and you know have my 
partner and then eventually have children and have our house together and just live this really lovely wholesome fulfilled life and it's not necessarily anymore about having loads of money and having like the biggest house in the world the best car in the world and a job that pays me like six figures a year it's more so now that I just want this happy life that really brings me enjoyment and it's less about I think it used to be all about you know the the big like amount of money in your bank and the big house and everything but I I really feel like the only reason we want that is to kind of make a statement to other people like look how successful I am look what I've achieved and it's less about I feel really happy in this big house on my own or it's it's changing so much I think I have definitely noticed a shift in a lot of people that I know as well because mm. I like started my kind of career well not necessarily started my career but I when I graduated uni back in 2010 from my undergraduate degree which was in marketing I was mm. like Actually, I'm gonna work in marketing I want to go and work in law so I went and did uh, the graduate diploma in law so I could go off on and do my LPC and become a solicitor and so I met my main friendship group now or one of my main friendship groups in law school and so we were all training we're all you know going towards this it's pretty much the exact same goal a couple of people that we knew were obviously going off to be barristers but we were uh, most of my friendship group were working towards being solicitors and I look at that friendship group now and out of the five of us two of us have just knocked the solicitors bit on the head I mean I took a massive u-turn and went into back into marketing and social media but one of my friends who was a practicing solicitor has gone, I don't want to do this. Like she's trained all up for it. And mm. then she's gone, no, I want a bit, a bit more of a simpler life. And now she's doing um, something in the inclusion and diversity sector. And she absolutely loves it. And she's yeah. really happy there. And so it's, it just proves you, isn't it? You, you think one thing when you're younger and you think, oh, I need to hit all these like targets that people have put out or set out, you know, in society when really you you really should just just be working towards being happy yeah because i think all the other things will then fall into place for you obviously being happy is not going to you know bring you everything that you want but if you're more fulfilled and happy in yourself that's just a great starting point to do anything that you want to do on the back of because mm when you start feeling really pressured or super stressed you can't perform your best sometimes and I think that you know you need to take into consideration that kind of work-life well-being balance and Covid has definitely proved that yeah. I think you know there's so many jobs that have been proven to you can do them from home you don't need a stressful commute you don't need to sit opposite your boss you can still work you know effectively when you're not opposite your boss and I think that um, it's only a good thing if a lot of this comes forward with us. And I know there's yeah. that fear of like, oh my God, the lunchtime economy is going to crumble and, and all that sort of thing. But, but people are happier. Like people, yeah. people are happier now. And um, I mean, I don't know the answer to how they fix the economy problem, but surely first and foremost, you've, you've got, you want people to be happy and you want a society that is, you know, not as, stressed out and not as hard on the mental health and that sort of thing so I, I really hope and I think it will but I really hope that a lot of this kind of covid working environment can stick around like a lot longer than post-covid so yeah I, I agree I really I'm seeing there's well a lot of people I know that work in offices around London and Manchester they've uh, their companies have actually stopped renting the building and going right 
I'm not going to rent this anymore. It's a waste of money because look, we've shown that we can do it at home and they've bought them all, you know, laptops and computers for home to make them have this really cool setup that is very accessible for being at home, um, which I think is awesome. And I think it is like a really big step in the right direction. And I was actually talking to my uncle today and we were talking about how before COVID, it was like the whole world was so driven by money. And it, it, it is, I think that's the sad part about it. The more we've progressed through life, the more technology has advanced, the more it's been about money and the end result. Like if you look at everyone's vision boards or everyone's goals for the future, near enough, everyone is going to say, I want X amount of money, or it involves having a certain amount of money to be able to achieve that goal that they want. And I think if you start stripping that back now, although it's still probably going to involve money for some time, because that is completely ingrained in us as a society, I think it's going to be more about, I'd like to be able to, you know, just feel happiness every single day or, you know, do something that really fulfills me. And I think there's so many people that I've spoken to in person or online that have said, you know, since since this lockdown happened, I've had this huge 180 on my life where I've looked at it and gone, why did I feel that this was right? And why did I feel like I wasn't important enough? Like why, like we've all kind of forgotten that we are important and that we have to put ourselves first and then the rest will follow. Like you said, like things things do work out when you're happy. Like I know you have to do stuff to make sure it works out, but when you're happy, you tend to just make happier choices and choose things. It's not about if you're, if you're in a really like, you know, miserable place, Mm. it's harder to get out of that place and then achieve, I think sometimes because you're just so focused on how you feel, even if you don't know it, you know, everything Mm. is radiating from your mood so if you're a lot happier and you're in a good headspace i think it's definitely not more achievable because obviously people do achieve brilliant things when they're not in great headspaces but i think it's half the battle for for getting stuff done you know in a way that is satisfying and fulfilling and that that you can enjoy i think more than anything Mm. else because you know a lot of us have been there where we've been really really in a bad bad place and we've had to battle through and getting up every day is a struggle and things like that. But then when you are a lot happier, you you can take those really small tasks in your stride without having to give them too much headspace yeah. as well. Um, and it's definitely something I've learned like in my career is it's also not worth being in a job that you hate. Oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how many jobs I've clung on to because I've like been like, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? And yeah, like, don't get me wrong, it's, it was probably the responsible thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I make sure I had enough money to pay my bills. But like looking back, I'm, I'm not a tree, like I'm not rooted to that yeah. job. I should have moved quicker. And I was, you know, it was, it was really boring to me that, you know, you have to stay somewhere two years because it will look really bad if you don't stay somewhere. And, you know, you've just got to suck it up and, and do it and you've got to yeah. earn your dues. And I just don't think that's how how things will go from now on, which is such no. a good thing because, oh, I've had some horrific experiences and they've just beaten me to like the very core of who I am and, and really made me question who I am. And that's where I think things like a bit of imposter syndrome comes from yeah. sometimes because you, you look at your previous experiences where people have gone, you can't do this. 
and it really affects you much further on down the line even mm. when you built that confidence and built that progression and, and career up that you know you wouldn't be in your job if you couldn't do it exactly <laughs> we just forget that and we forget that this all stems from how we allow ourselves to feel sometimes because we don't try and change it because we don't have the confidence and I think yeah that's a very long-winded way of me saying that you know it comes sometimes it does come from your mood but yeah it's just something that I wish I wish more people would learn earlier in their 20s yeah than having to get to 30 but most people that I know who are in their 30s kind of got there around the same time about 27 28 onwards and it was like a light like a light bulb's gone off and it's such a nice freeing feeling I think I had an opposite experience to you but my outcome has been the same so I have actually got quite an awful CV when you look at it and how long I've stayed in jobs because I have I think my dad from a young age always said to me the most important thing is happiness money comes and goes but happiness is important only because he went through his life really not enjoying his jobs he ended up starting his own company and I think he always just felt like a little bit of a slave to someone else and although he was successful I think he was just like look the the most important thing in life isn't money and I've been really lucky to be brought up with a dad like that but it also hindered me quite a bit through my 20s because I'd go into a job and as soon as I started feeling that do you know what not feeling this it's really really making me unhappy I jumped ship straight away and that is seen as such a bad thing and such a bad career move and I remember being in an interview not that long ago a couple of years ago and they said why have you jumped ship so much why have you why have you not stayed in jobs long enough and I was like I've got to be really honest here and say exactly what what has happened and that is when I'm in a job that I start hating I can't stay in it I I will completely lose my motivation towards it and I will lose my motivation towards getting up in the morning feeling happiness and I'll stop being able to see the happiness in every day and it will just start becoming a drag and my whole like body feels heavy and it's just like my body the universe everything around me being like get out and so I've always been that person that's jumped but I still have got to that place where I've been like I'm not confident enough I don't really know if like there's there's jobs that still to this day I'll look at and I'll look at everything that's listed in what they expect you to be in that job and I'll go "Mm, I can probably do three of those I shouldn't apply and then you get some people on the opposite end that are like yeah I can do it all Uh, and mostly it's men you know yeah uh, they say there's a there was a piece of research and it escapes me but um they did a piece of research where they said that if women don't feel like they can tick every box on the job description they They won't go for it whereas a men will look at do like half of them they're like yeah I can do that job no problem and they'll yeah. apply so I whenever my friends come to me they're like, I'm thinking about doing this or I'm thinking about going for promotion but I'm not quite there I'm like go for it just do yeah. it go for it and you just never know what's going to happen and I think sometimes if you get a really good um, hiring manager who's very forward thinking and then they turn into being a, a really great manager as well you you learn those skills like you yeah. you shouldn't I don't think you should go into a job knowing how to do 100% of what is required because where's the personal growth there Mm -hmm. so I think it's um as long as you every all parties are on the same page about that it can then be really fulfilling because you can say right well I could do 80% 
but I'm going to go for it anyway. And by the time I walk away from this job in however many years or however long a time you stay there, I'll have added another skill to my yeah. repertoire. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting how we as women see ourselves yeah. from that perspective. It makes me sad that it's such sure. a divide in how men and women see themselves and their capabilities. Like as it, it goes on from that, from a job I've been in before where I did get it and I did wing it a little bit. It was a job that I got that I was apparently very good in the interview because they gave it to me over quite a lot of other applicants. And I did get in the job and sort of go, uh, I don't know how to do that. And I asked the women around me that were on my level for help and I asked them what they were doing and what I was too afraid to do at the time was to go to my manager or go to someone higher than me and say look can I just have a little bit of advice or some help on this or some clarity on something I was so scared to do it that I I turned elsewhere and I think that's one part of me that I just look back on that time of my life when I was younger and think why did I not have the confidence to just go up to someone and admit look I don't know it all and I really need your help and it's it really frustrates me which is funny isn't it because like you hear a lot of people say that like young people think they know it all yeah and actually it doesn't it doesn't mirror up with how some people then respond to stuff I'm yeah. exactly the same as you like I am too scared sometimes to when I don't know the answer I won't go and ask like for help yeah but then I'm that person and I still do this to an extent and it, it's something that I'm really working on is um I then need the um the validation I need that I, I need to say to people like, is that okay is that yeah. right is that what you're after yeah and they're like yeah yeah like it's fine like you, you've done yeah. exactly what you asked for why are you now asking me if it's okay like yeah time? but it is just a confidence thing I think and I, I I'm sitting here and for me personally, that's come from, from, from getting older. Some people just have it. I'm very mm. jealous of them. Like yeah. they've got a friend that she can just do whatever she turns her hand to with such ease. Mm. But then I forget that it probably only looks like that from the outside. Inside, I don't know if she's having the same, you know, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to need the validation. I'm going to need to go and ask mm -hmm. someone if I've done it right. But it, it, it's just what people put out doesn't always necessarily imply what is on going on inside. Yeah. <laughs> because I think, for example, like I'm um, the feedback I've had before is I'm really good at um, presenting, but I'm really good at winging presenting. Yeah. I'm good at, you know, keeping an audience. I use my hands a lot. I'm doing it now. I keep using my hands a lot. You know, keeping people engaged. But most of the time in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like if I do this, I'm going to fall off a cliff. What's, you know, what's happening? And I've got through whole presentations before, like terrified and people come to me and go, that was amazing. Like you were so good. And inside you're like, what, what just happened? Like, yeah, like that's not how I feel. And then it, I guess, you know, you have a few people do that and it does start to build some confidence. And then one day I was going to do a presentation to somebody really, really senior in my current company. And I went to my boss and I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like he's too senior. She said to me, right, let's go and go, let's go and do it in front of somebody else. And then they go to you, Charlotte, there's absolutely no problem. You do it exactly like this in front of him. 
and you'll absolutely smash it. And I think having that confidence boost from people around you, you have to you have to learn how to accept the compliment yeah. and then use it to your advantage. And I was so bad at accepting compliments as I was younger, but now I'm like, yeah, I'll take that compliment. I'll, yeah. you, know, you have to, because otherwise you'll never truly believe in yourself. You know, no. people around you can tell you that they think that you're great at something, but you've got to start listening to them. Yeah. Otherwise, you might never get there yourself. And at the end of the day, the only person that you're in competition with or, or in, you know, trying to progress is yourself. Yeah. So maybe you need to be kinder to yourself and actually just take those compliments and and it can actually just change your entire mindset I'm like a big believer and I'm definitely trying more as well to give out more compliments because you can just change someone's entire mood that day in such a positive way and it's such a small thing and it's nothing on your back and it can have a profound impact on whatever they then choose to go on and do that day I I totally agree with you I think a compliment goes way further than you ever would think it would it can completely change someone and it, I, I, yeah, I love that. I think that's such an important thing. And I think everyone should do that more often because it does make such a difference. And going back what's, to what you were saying before, I think it's so funny that we all have that same feeling. I honestly think that every single person thinks the same. Like I truly think everyone has the, the exact same internal monologue that is telling you that that wasn't very good. You're not very good at this, but it's just how some people present it on the outside. Some people look so unscathed by everything. They look like, you know, they've got it all going on. But then when you actually sit down with them, like there's people I've sat down with before that I have genuinely thought, you know, everything. And they've sat down with me and we've had this conversation. You're suddenly like, oh, you have the same thought as me. Like you're just the same person. And I think we as human beings tend to dehumanize people that are above us. And we start putting them on this pedestal and we start putting them in this whole different light where they're almost godly and untouchable. And, you know, they know so much more than us. They can do so much more than us. They have so much more power than us. And it gives you that horrible, like you were saying, when you were going to do that presentation, it gives you this feeling of, I'm not going to be enough. I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't do it. When what you don't realize is they're having the same internal monologue that you're having. And they actually like, there's some, there's some times when you can do a presentation to someone and they might be like thinking, I need to make sure that I've got good replies for this. And, you know, they've got this internal monologue going on that opposes yours, but it's such a similar feeling. And it's so bizarre that as humans, we have this ability to completely manipulate a thought in our head to be against us when it's not. And no one, no one is ever against us. No one is actually above us, no matter what job title they are, what money they're on. And we, as a society, tend to just go, oh, okay, so you make more money than me. So that means that you, one, you know everything. Two, you are so full of power and knowledge that I am just completely inferior when really it's like, we're actually just two humans. And one's just kind of gone down a different path. And yeah. we're still we're still having the same the same thought process and the same disbelief in ourselves. And it's just so weird that that kind of carries through work and relationships and everything in our life. It's crazy, isn't it? Like it's yeah. just what you, think about it, you, you break it down to its real like you've just done mm. to the real simple simple elements of it. We're just all humans just trying to do our best. Yeah. Like and just give the illusion that 
we've got our shit together. Yeah, <laughs> all we're all doing. That we're all doing, and, and to you know, you're winning at life. Everyone thinks that you've got it all together. Um, yeah. The reality is, is that I don't think anyone ever has it fully together. No. <laughs> and that's what I keep reminding myself now is that it just, um, it just, it's all an illusion, and you yeah. just got to focus on how you feel, and not really worry about what anybody else around you is thinking about you, because mm. chances are, is they're not even thinking what you think they're thinking. <laughs> No. So, uh, yeah, it's just about kind of focusing on on you and how you can um, elevate yourself to a point where you're confident, but more importantly, bringing it back round, you're happy, and that's just yeah. the most important thing. So, one thing I've learned recently is just just got to do what you want to do and yeah. be happy because you literally don't know when this great ride is going to be over for no. you. So you know life life I, such, I feel like I've used so many cliches like life it really is too short though yeah just not do what you want to do yeah 100% um, I think the older you get the more you realize that and I think as well so many of us hold on to bad experiences that we've had like I know that I look back on my 20s and like you said you'd never want to go back to 21 like I wouldn't want to relive my 20s again I am so grateful for the 20s that I did have because although I'm not out of it yet I have learned a huge amount from being in my 20s and it's stuff that will you know go forward with me forever and oh my god it's been such a fucked up crazy confusing whirlwind of a time where I've been like what on earth is life what am I meant to be doing where am I going and then you go through relationships we're like is this the right relationship is this the wrong relationship and then you learn that it's a bad one or a good one and you know all this stuff that happens it teaches you so so much and it does it it tells you what makes you happy and what doesn't you learn you learn your likes you learn your dislikes and that that's in everyday life as well even when you you pass your 20s it's just like a I don't know it's like when you when you get older you worry less about what other people think and I know for me I don't know if you've ever felt like this but I have felt a lot of pressure from social media aka when I go on there I have really felt I guess like the power of suggestion where people are like oh I've just bought this this is really nice and you know it's a bit of an ad or whatever and you find yourself being like I've got to buy that because it will make me look better or people will like me more and then you know I'll be this certain way when it's like actually that none of that made me happy none of that made me feel good and all it really did was give money to someone else and take money away from me and I don't know I am like the easiest person to be enabled by social media mm. like or I, I actually I know I, I'm gonna rephrase that I was the easiest person definitely in my early 20s it was very much a keeping it with the Joneses type thing oh yeah. they've got that so I must need that mm. and as I've got older it, that's really dropped off a cliff for me like I I've never really been into fashion in the sense of like you know, I get new clothes for every season and stay on trend. But I definitely, there was an element of it in shopping. But now I'm like, I just buy what I want yeah. in whatever season I want it. Um, and I don't, but I have built up a coping mechanism for if I can feel myself getting too enabled, I just have to stop watching YouTube. I have to stop mm -hmm. going and scrolling Instagram. And I, but I'm old enough now to know that's what I need to do. And I think that's the problem, isn't it, with social media and young people is they haven't built that coping mechanism when they feel themselves 
starting to feel down about themselves because yeah. of what social media is showing them they don't know how to step away from it and so I'm like oh I can't tell you how glad I am this gonna make sound really old but I can't tell you how glad I am that like I didn't have uh Facebook when I was at school yeah same oh god I would have been horrific that would have been horrific for me as a personality type and I just I I just look at like young I feel so old I look at young people today <laughs> and uh, I just think how do they do it like you can see why problems are arising and why there's this sense of worthlessness amongst mm. some you know teenagers today because they've grown up they've basically grown up since they've been able to consume media independently they've grown up just watching highlights reels yeah that's all social media is it's just someone's highlights reel and imagine going through your teens with that as your outside perspective I just I just I just don't know how I would have come out of it the other side no I'm just so glad we didn't have it when when we were I didn't get Facebook till I was at first year of uni so I managed to do my whole teens pretty much without much social media yeah I'm actually so thankful for it. I know. Really I just, I can't imagine. Like, I got Facebook in high school, but towards the end of it. And it wasn't really, wasn't really a thing then. There was Bebo at the beginning and Bebo was very much like, I guess it was about sharing the love on there, which I guess is like likes now and being popular and things like that. But it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't really something that was taken into every single day of our life. It was just kind of like, oh, that's happening. And doesn't really matter there wasn't ever a heavy influence on what you should be wearing how you should be dressing it was kind of everyone just had the same style I feel like everyone just you know their parents bought them clothes every now and then and you wore the same things and it wasn't really embarrassing and then I guess uni is where it changed because uni is where I got Instagram and was more on Facebook and Twitter and that's that's when it changed for me but growing up from a young age you know seeing kids that are like 10 years old who shouldn't even have social media I guess because I don't know how old you have to be is it 13 I don't know what the age is but people who have it before they should and you just it worries me because I think first of all you're living a completely manipulated reality none of this is real this is all completely fake in a way because it's all staged and you don't see that when you're younger you can't you can't tell the difference between something staged and something real you take it at face value and that's what really really scares me and that's something that I can't watch shopping hauls like someone does like a Zara haul on YouTube or an H&M haul because I've still not managed to train that part of my brain into going you don't actually need that hun that's just you thinking that because they've got it it's something that will make you happy and I like I think sometimes I have this void inside me which actually what I've realized I need to do is I need to stop take a bit of a step back and go what is what is inside me right now that's making me feel really shit and unworthy and needing to have material items to make me happy and I think a lot of younger people don't realize that that is a void that's inside them and it's not always like a really awful thing sometimes it comes from loneliness sometimes it feels like something some sort of trauma of your past or something really small but it's we need to I guess like generations below us need to start kind of using that 
going inward technique and signing off and looking at what is happening in their life to make them feel that way if that makes sense yeah I think I think so and and you just touched on it beautifully like we know we're being manipulated we Mm. we're old enough and it's been around long enough and we're a bit more developed than obviously younger people to know that we are being manipulated by social media yet we still fall for it occasionally and so how is a 15 year old who doesn't have a lot of life experience or even potentially doesn't understand that this is what's happening now don't get me wrong there's some really savvy 15 year olds out there there's some of them that absolutely know what it is and they know the score but not every one of them is like that and so Mm -hmm. like if they're feeling that bad at, at that age like how do they get through that bit until their brain suddenly goes oh actually this is all shit like yeah this is we don't need to watch this we don't need this stuff we don't need the validation of likes and mm-hmm. comments and you know I don't think there's a set age for getting out of it because we're all we all fall into the pitfall sometimes of it yeah. because going back to the, our earlier conversation it really can all depend on your mood yeah like you're feeling really low about yourself and you upload a photo and you get like you know a thousand two thousand likes that is an instant kind of mood boost for you and that's proven which is why instagram took the likes away so i think that um oh i mean i'm just really glad that the biggest thing i had to worry about like digitally when i was a teenager or before just before i was a teenager was firstly were my neopets going to survive the day and was I going to be able to feed my chombi and then uh what who was going to be in your top eight on myspace yeah and what song were you going to have on your myspace profile or what lyric were you going to have in your msn messenger name yeah <laughs> like, oh my god those are the days problems as a teenager yeah. um and looking back obviously like they were horrific at the time it was like oh my god like how am I going to get this boy to notice me? What yeah, yeah. I put in my, my, uh, how many times should I sign out and sign Oh my in? God, if you see that. <laughs> <laughs> and to get his attention. Yeah. Um, rather than, oh my God, I'm not worthy because I can't afford this thousand pound handbag. Yeah. So I guess they're still the, still the same problem. Well, the, the, they're as big a problem. They've just moved on slightly, but yeah really thankful that you know msn messenger back in the day that was it that's where it was at with the, the dial-up oh yeah aol yeah aol go get a drink go get yeah. a sandwich come back oh those <laughs> were the days MSN. i had like a proper um like massive desktop as well and funny enough adam and i were clearing out um some boxes that his parents had dropped down mm him a few months ago because they moved house a couple of years ago and we finally went through them and Adam picked out a copy an original copy of the sims and I kid you not it was on like four discs to like you know you had to install it four four discs the box was like massive really big one huge cardboard box and we were like oh my god like technology and I always thought as a teenager I'd be like technology will never phase me like it's phased my parents like yeah. I'll never be the one that's like how do I use this but even now at 31 I'm a little bit like should I start a TikTok yeah how do you edit the video yeah <laughs> so- oh I do not understand TikTok at all when I went 
when I did my first video on there, I've deleted it now, but when I did my first video on there, I was like, how do you edit on this? I was like, mm, I'm only used to filming something on su- like somewhere else and then editing it on an actual video editing software and then uploading it separately. And now I'm like, how do you do it all in one app? How does this work? It's just, it's too much for my brain to comprehend. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm already doing Facebook, I'm already doing Twitter, I'm already doing Instagram, I'm already doing a blog, I've already got a YouTube. Yeah. Like, I've got a job as well. Like, I can't, I can't add another, another one in. And my friend who, it's, she's actually a lawyer and she has quite a, a successful TikTok because mm-hmm. she does law videos. And what she worked out very quickly was, um, obviously, she, as she's gone and progressed her career, and she's now mentoring younger people is that's where they are but when you don't really have a a specific niche or that's not really your niche you're a bit like well you know do I should I do this and or do I have time slash do I want to learn how to do this as well so yeah it's it's all um it's apparently where the kids are at these days but they're all there I just think I'm a little bit past it. Oh, same. I feel so old when I go on stuff like that now as well. They're all so much younger than me and it really shows. But the worst thing is, the thing that I'm finding more and more and more is that people who are younger than me are so much more put together than me. Like their hair is amazing. Their makeup's like top notch. They dress really well. And then I look in the mirror at myself and I'm like, how am I 27? But I look like I'm still 16 but that 15 year old looks like she's 30 there's a girl I follow I think I spoke about on my first um my first ever podcast where I was following this girl on Instagram and she's 22 and I thought she was like 32 33 and I was like I aspire to be her and then she put up this story and she was like so yeah I don't know what to do for my 22nd birthday and I was like what oh my god (laughs) when I grow up I want to look wait hang on oh my god I've gone past your age why am I not at your level already no, <laughs> so I bad they hold their balloons at like 25 and I'm like I'm sorry you're you're only 25 like I thought you were actually older than I was but then yeah I look in the mirror today and um the reason you have me looking like this is because I didn't I didn't go for a swim this morning and normally yeah. I go for a swim now which is also another benefit of working from home during this period I've actually been able to find an exercise that fits right in with my schedule yeah um and you know Adam wasn't very well in the night so he woke me up obviously he was he's fine he's absolutely yeah. fine and uh, rolls over and goes back to sleep I am awake for the next two hours tossing and turning like I can't get back to sleep I roll over I look at my phone I'm like I can't face a swim like I just can't I can't no. get up do a swim but today's also hair washing day. So this is a dilemma now for me. I'm like, do I go through the debt? What am I going to do? And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm sat at home. The only person that's going to see me is Adam. Yeah. I'm keep my Zoom camera off. You're the first Zoom call I've logged on today. And I've done eight calls today. Yeah. I put the camera on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Privilege. Actually, it's okay to have days like this. And yeah. And to see me from the outside world today. And I went to a meeting a few weeks ago. And uh, I have been putting off like my camera, like I just turned it off. Basically, um, <laughs> I, I really needed to get my eyebrows done mm. and they were just looking horrific. And so, and, and they weren't, but in my head, they were yeah. looking really bad. And a senior manager said, oh, Charlotte, I never see you on Zoom anymore. And like, like, how are you? Like, are you, have you, I hear you've changed your hair color. Like, yeah. you know, how are you? And I was like, yeah, fine. Like, uh, I'm not been coming on because, quite honestly, I haven't put my eyebrows on this morning. 
and his face was like I'm not sure what to do with that information you've How just given process me. this <laughs> and then my other manager who's female the next call she was like I get it I 100% get it um, she was like I don't blame you let us know when you get them done I was like I'm getting them done Saturday she was like come on and show us yeah so nice to have that bit of interaction of like normality of like when you get your brows done you go mm. in the office and it's like look at my brows and people yeah. are so nice. here I am um, and it was quite funny because but he was just like I don't to, I don't want to do this information yeah <laughs> like is that a reason to keep your camera off I don't I don't know um but yeah and I look in the mirror and I'm like oh my god maybe I should be dressing a certain way because I see all these girls on yeah. Instagram in these power suits so maybe I should get a power suit yes. and I'm like, I don't want a power suit like no. I'm good without one and I think you just have to remember but it's, but it's so difficult to remember that you don't need all this stuff oh, isn't it it's this is me going back to that simplicity thing I was talking about and the minimal lifestyle the the more I'm finding that I just want to be happy is the more that I'm thinking I just need what I need and that is also going against what I'm wearing like I look in my wardrobe and I do that Marie Kondo thing where I go does this bring me joy and I go through it and I go I look at some of the things and I go no I actually I have no idea why I've got that that's really not not bought me any joy and I've only bought that because I saw someone wearing it on Instagram and I thought they looked really nice and at the time I wore it once and I was like oh this is great and then I've gone mm not really my style at all it's not really something that I'd ever wear but I thought I had to wear and it's just so weird that the more I go through life the more I just look at my clothes and I think I just want something that makes me feel comfortable and I feel really good in and usually that's like really simple clothing like a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans and it's like that wasn't influenced by anyone but myself knowing that those two things are so comfortable and they're actually just wearable on a a casual day-to-day and I just, I think there is something about just stripping back to basics and just having what you need without feeling like you have to present yourself in a certain way. I know when I was younger, I was always like, yeah, when I get to 30, I'll dress like this. And the closer I'm getting to 30, the more I'm like, well, I'm still not dressing like that. Am I ever going to dress like that? And I look at other people and I think, am I ever going to dress like you? But they want to dress that way because it makes them feel a certain way. And the way I dress makes me feel a certain way. And I don't have to dress a certain way. Like, I don't, I don't have to dress to impress people, just myself. You've got impresses yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've definitely um, noticed a bit of a shift as well uh, since lockdown started. I, it's my, I would love to be a minimalist. Like, that is exactly how I want to live my life. However, I'm having to contend with the fact that I'm also the world's worst hoarder. <laughs> I'm awful honestly I don't I've picked up from my nan and she's really bad I'm horrific and Adam is like why do you have so much stuff like it it's everywhere and he's he's very simplistic and he doesn't need a lot if he's got uh, his tv he's got the sky sports subscription he's like happy whereas I have filled my life with all these these material possessions and now I'm looking around going why do I own so much stuff? Yeah. And it's 
it's it's now causing me a lot of stress because oh, no, actually it's a bit of an exaggeration it's not a lot of stress but it doesn't give me a calm environment to, no. to live my life so I've spent lockdown sorting getting rid of stuff sending stuff on to friends and family I made a couple of charity shop runs when they reopened and actually now most of the videos I watch on YouTube are of one of two categories it's either how to live a more minimalist life mm-hmm. um, or finance videos I love finance videos at the moment I just it, maybe it's one of those th- it's one of those illusions that makes me think I've got my shit together because I'm like oh yeah I, I know I now know about my own finances yeah. it's not a bad thing by any means and I really wish they taught it in schools oh, and I think same this don't they? everyone's like why are we not taught this in schools why are we not given one period a month in years 11 and 12 to learn about mortgages you know tax savings compound interest like I wish I'd known about compound interest in my early 20s and I've learned a lot of it from other women on YouTube combining the financy bit with the minimalist bit has made me realize that I just spend my money on crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, what have I achieved this month with this income? Because I ain't seen it anywhere. Yeah. So all I'm seeing is a lot of stuff that I don't need, want, wear. And so I'm definitely trying to live a more simplistic lifestyle. And it has made me a lot happier. Yeah. I think getting rid of stuff and saying goodbye but like I said I'm the world's worst hoarder so that Marie Kondo method of does this bring you joy no get rid of it I'm like oh I might leave it till the next clear out if it's still there in the next clear out and I haven't worn it again then I'll get rid of it yeah it's a, it's a very lengthy process but I, I think the whole point is you don't need to do it all in one weekend no it's a lifestyle so you work towards it don't exactly you? um that's my that's my 2020 goal is to just get rid of more stuff at this point yeah. because anything goes this year I think you can have any goal and it's acceptable so that is my one for this year 100% and I think you're so spot on about where your money's gone I've actually this weekend had a little bit of a crisis with that because I I've always sort of seen myself as more of a minimalist than a hoarder like I throw away my stuff every month I always go through my stuff and I put it in bags and I'm like let's get rid of that <laughs> and um I the other day started doing a clear out and you know the one thing that really stressed me out is I always give my stuff to charity and I was like I've made a huge mistake here because I've been giving away clothes that are actually worth something because I've only worn them a few times really and I start having this crisis where I think all that hard-earned money I've got is in a charity shop. And although that's good that the money's going to charity, I think, why did I buy it in the first place? Why did I, why did I blow really hard-earned cash that really could have gone towards investment somewhere else in my life yeah. on something that was so frivolous and stupid at the time? And I just, I'm starting to go, go into this thing now where I look at my 20s and I, I watched your video on your money mistakes in your 20s and I was literally nodding along going, oh, same, same. Like I had my first job at 14 and I think I made stupid money at the time. I was making quite a bit of money from tips because it was in a restaurant and from working so many, I, I literally, from the minute I started working, I loved it. I loved having that freedom of earning your own money and being able to do whatever you wanted with it. But I used to go on ASOS every weekend and spend about two, 300 pound on clothes where are those clothes now? They're not in my wardrobe. They're not bringing me through life. 
sometimes look at myself now and I'm like, I had more disposable income when I was 18. Yeah. Why am I doing my money? But obviously I'm having to now pay for a roof over my head, which is mm. the main source of where my money is going, let's be honest. But also I, I just was frivolously spending over and so it was giving yeah. the illusion of that I had the money. But as like you saw in that video, I didn't have the money. I got no. into this vicious cycle with credit cards and car finance and oh it was just horrific and it just yeah if I could go back to my 20 year old self actually mm. no, I'd probably need to go back a little bit further I'd probably to go back to like my 16 year old self and yeah. just say just stop spending on shit like if you really really want it then get it but there's so many more opportunities that you could have if you save that money yeah. to put it towards something else like travel or savings or you know anything I, I I made the mistake the other day and, and don't get me wrong I haven't been on I have I've been on YouTube for eight years now yeah and I haven't made millions you know I'm not sitting here you know I would say I'm like semi-successful at YouTube I'm not like you know up there with the big guys but mm. I've, I've done okay from it I made the mistake of looking at how much I'd made in my YouTube lifetime and then I was like where the hell is all that money? Yeah. Where, where has that money actually got? Apart from the tax man who takes a big chunk of it, like where is the other 60% of that money? Yeah. Because I ain't seen it anywhere around me. It's, I, well, I do. I see it every day around me. <laughs> and then I'm like, why? Why have, I, why have I done this to myself? And I just mm. wish that um, they would give more money management lessons at, at school. But then the conspiracy theory... Uh, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, oh no, they want us to stay poor. <laughs> so yeah. the they don't want the, us to have money. <laughs> yeah, which is a whole other topic. But um, but yeah, I if I could give like one piece of advice, it's just to really evaluate if what you're spending your money on is actually making you happy. Yeah. Honestly, there's nothing, there's nothing more important than being happy. Yes. Yeah been such a lesson from our uh, from our family in particular this lockdown we haven't had the best lockdown mm. and it's just actually when you're when you're on your deathbed at the end of the day you're yeah. not another another cliche you're not going to be there thinking oh look at all the stuff I yeah have. accumulated yeah you know it's going to be about what all the happy times and you know not all of that or most of that for me doesn't come from the stuff around me it comes from the people and the experiences and I think that's the yeah. same for everyone but you just need a reminder sometimes don't you that you need a good kick up the up the bum to like remind you that that's what's important and not yeah. having a new dress from ASOS every week or no. whatever I've spent my money on because oh, probably a lot of Disney product because I've got a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you there Winnie the Pooh collection that I've got that's my oh. one little, uh, <laughs> thing but um but yeah, it's, it's it's definitely all about how you feel rather than what you have. Yeah, 100%. I think my, my grandma used to always say to me, no one wants to be the richest man in the graveyard. Oh, what's no, what's no the point. use? <laughs> there's no point to it. No. Like, can't take it with you, is what my grandma used yeah. to say. So, yeah, it's, uh, but then she probably should have caveated that with, but you don't really need to spend it this minute either. Yeah. <laughs> You can hold on to it for five minutes. Yeah. Buy a house. Um, yeah, buy a house, buy, buy a car, set up yeah. some savings and emergency fund. Yeah. And then you can not take it with you. Yeah. So.
a wild thing that I wish we were all taught more about would have saved me a lot of money in my 20s and I probably would have bought a house by 24 yeah yeah I look at the look at what I could have done here's what you could have won yeah <laughs> been a bit more sensible uh, but at the same time I think it's important as well to like I don't re- I don't really regret what I've done you just yeah. have to learn from it I try not to have regrets I mean there's a few regrets in there yeah but see them um, as life lessons Oh yeah, exactly. You've got to, you can't be too hard on yourself. You've just got to pick yourself up and try and get to where you want to be. Oh, what an absolute pleasure that conversation was. It was so wonderful just to have a really open and honest conversation with Charlotte. And she's such a positive, wonderful human being. I had such a lovely time having this conversation and I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it. And I hope that if you're struggling with any of the things that we spoke about today, that this helped you in some way. And if you're in your 20s, just know that 30 is definitely not something to be scared of. I think it's actually something to really look forward to in life. And if you are in your 30s, you're feeling a little bit lost, you're feeling a bit helpless and out of control, then that is absolutely fine. Just know that anything you're feeling is completely normal and we all are with you and in this together. So I hope you're okay. And please just remember, you're never alone in your thoughts. There's always other people that feel the same way as you. And so I hope that gives you a little bit of comfort. But I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're doing really well. And I will speak to you next Sunday for another episode of conversation time.